Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. A show that takes place in Riverdale after dark and makes Pete, our co-host, very happy. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. The darkness descends on us all, but it descends a little more darkly on Pete LePage, for he's a little boy lost in the woods once again. (laughs) The woods of Riverdale after dark. Yeah, so my name is Pete. We're going to be talking about uh, episode uh, Primary Colors, uh, the next episode of Riverdale. Uh, very exciting episode. I, I just got to say, favorites. it doesn't sound like you're excited because you're already starting at a place of negativity. So here's what I want you to do, Pete. I sure. want you to picture yourself in just like a cool, dark place, like maybe Sweetwater River just floating there, just lazing yeah. there down the river. It's a warm summer day. About the river where Cheryl's brother was murdered. I don't want to float down that yeah, river. Yeah, no, no. Just, just, just uh, picture it. Close That's your eyes. Way. Picture you've been shot in the head. You're just floating <laughs> down the river. You look up and you're like, oh, there's Miss Grundy and she's fucking Archie. <laughs> and it's like 6.30 in the morning. That's pretty cool. That's cool. That's early morning fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, cock a doodle doo. It's time to have sex. Yeah, uh, that's one of the best things about Roosters. And one of the best things about our podcast is that we started off by recapping what previously oh, has happened fuck. on Riverdale. God. Pete, every episode, stop getting upset about this. Just fucking do it. Hate the recap. 
All right, Jeez, you're like do a it. petulant child. Here's Alex. the problem, though. There are too many things going on at Riverdale. We have to recap. Yes, we have to recap. We have to bring everybody up to speed. So, do the, we? If they've listened to every episode, they know what's happening, and they've been watching a lot. If you've never listened to it. It's oh. new for you. We should cut this out of the podcast, and by this I mean Pete. But <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You're all on separate audio tracks. I could get rid of one of them. So uh, previously on Riverdale, the Lodges finally revealed their evil plot, which was to build a prison on the bones of Sodal High and uh, revitalize the economy by hiring people to work at the prison. Naturally, a lot of people did not like that very much, even though Mr. Lodge was still Super stoked about it. Also, Hermione announced that she is running for mayor mayor, of Riverdale. Veronica is fully supporting them. Archie is also on Team Lodge, having formed a blood oath with the team. I definitely want to talk about the fact that everybody on TV cuts the palm of their hand, which I'm like... Why? that's, that a, does, that's the worst place to cut yourself. I agree. It drives me nuts every time I see it, but it's like such a TV move. It's like dialing a phone number and you hit 555. Do you know what it has to be? It has to be that that's how the blood pack works. Like, it's super easy to create a palm blood pack. But I'm always like, cut like the top part of your arm. No, that it may, make... it, the reason they do it is because you shake hands with your hand. You want to cut a piece of your shoulder and like do a little rub? No, they cut a hand because that's <laughs> I mean, what that's you do. that's kind of cute. No. It's kind of no. cute if you do a shoulder rub. Do okay, shoulder let's cut um, just our calves. Then we can Indian leg wrestle until we're blood brothers. Uh, that sounds Dude, pretty cool. But cutting your palm is just the dumbest thing. I yeah, agree. Because everything hurts if you you got to pick stuff up. You gotta yeah. You're good. Just... So you remember that you're blood brothers with someone. No, dude. It's, it's the, the, the worst. What, convenient. what about throats, right? Like no, you slit each other's no, throats no, and then you no, neck a little a bit. End of this episode, that's we uh, become idea. throat brothers. And finally make this real. You guys can become throat brothers. I'm not going to. this real. We're Throat Brothers nope. in one hour from now. No. Nope. All right. One hour. <laughs> wow, All right, enough recapping. Let's no, talk. No, there's so much more to Jesus do. We haven't talked H. about Jughead yet, for example. Yeah. Uh, so Jughead is trying to blow the story wide open. Sadly, the internet does not exist in Riverdale, so there's no way for him to post up anything. Yeah, but you have to do it through small town high school newspapers. Exactly. So That's the only way of getting the news those out Those were there. the days, boys. Yeah. Did you, uh, you saw the Cambridge Analytica stuff that dropped in the uh, red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Cambridge Analytical hacked uh, the byline on uh, Red and Blue. And uh, we should probably talk about what's going on with Cheryl. Cheryl is uh, having a little budding Chody romance yeah. with Tony Topaz. Chody Chopaz. Chody Chopaz. And uh, sure. Uh, but it's been really sweet and kind of wonderful so yeah. far. Uh, it started off as these romances often do with them fighting, but then it turns out they kind of like each other. It turns out uh, Cheryl does, in fact, like girls. So that's starting to uh, blossom a little oh, bit. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, and was adding nice. more to the Blossom drama, the identical twin of Cheryl's dead dad. Who's or named, maybe the dad. Or maybe the dad. Yeah. I still think it was the dad. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Claudius shows up, and he has revealed that he wants to kill uh, Cheryl's grandmother and Cheryl, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty fucked up. That's Anybody what happens else? when your evil twin shows up. Yeah. Oh, they want to kill stuff. Betty, we didn't talk about Betty. Big stuff happening with Betty. Betty's a brother chick 
has showed up, except as we found out that episode, brother, you are not the brother. You are not the brother. You're not the brother. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much everything. I'm sure we'll cover some other stuff. There's a bunch of FP stuff going on. But let's get right into it with special guest star Andy Andy Cohen. Cohen. What? That's not where this episode starts. We're spending 20 minutes on this. Andy Cohen (laughs) is every millennial's favorite celebrity. This guy used to be the president of Bravo and hosts a somewhat uh, known. Uh, late night show <laughs> uh, where people like sometimes come on and do things where they gossip. Yeah. That's uh, celebrity. Yeah. So we were watching What Happens oh, Live with Andy Cohen. That was pretty exciting. Uh, Hermione is doing an interview with Mr. Cooper, the fluffiest interview in the history of Fluffy television interviews. newspapers. Yeah. And that includes all of Karen Page's stories on Daredevil, which are the worst. Slam. Fuck you, man. Fuck I mean, you. they're the worst. That's a slam on you, Pete. I just want to be very clear on it. Uh, and uh, so they're doing Karen this fluffy Page thing. Is a and fantastic then he's like, journalist. hey, uh, don't we have a special guest here? And Andy Cohen shows up. And he's like, absolutely. I want to endorse my good friend Hermione Lodge. Yep. Makes Because you can sense. buy anybody. Yeah. Uh, he gets name dropped once later in the episode where people are like, hey, but we know Kevin Andy was Cohen. excited, so that made me excited. What was Kevin doing there? I don't know, but Kevin was happy yeah. that Andy was there, and that made me Kevin, happy. Kevin. I kind of like and am weirded out by the fact that Kevin is just everybody's friend. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's nice, but it also makes me wonder what, because he doesn't have anything going on consistently. Right. He's just always like, oh, yeah, and Kevin's here. And almost consistently as well, like, he betrays everybody, and they're like, Kevin, and he shrugs, and they're like, yeah. all right. All right. He's like the coleslaw on, uh, with your diner order. Yeah, where you're <laughs> like, it's there anyway. Yeah, it's just there, and it often betrays you. Because oh, <laughs> it's not as ever good as you want it to be. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I like on. Kevin. Cold I want Kevin good. to have a plot line, and I don't want him to have a plot line with Chick, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Oh. Wait, you're back in coleslaw? Yeah, I'm back in coleslaw. You're like coming out pro-coleslaw? I'm pro-coleslaw. Pete, you're like the Andy Cohen of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no one respects you. Oh, don't say that about Andy. I Here. mean, he's got I, a fun I show. I just want to, in case we have any uh, Southern listeners in particular, I want to come out in defense of coleslaw. There's a difference between diner coleslaw in New York and like legit coleslaw, Yeah, I think. thank you. Oh, thank cool, you. man. You're the real coleslaw <laughs> originalist down here. My grandmother had a coleslaw recipe she took to the grave. Yeah, she did. They buried her in coleslaw. Ah, that's, that's a good way to go. Oh, I bet man. the dogs told her like, you marinate, you marinate my grandma. I yeah. want to get a uh, coffin full of beer. That's how I want to go. Yeah, all sloshy. No, you're already dead when you're in the coffin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So, I hate to spoil death for you, but you don't get to like... Drink your way out of it. <laughs> oh, man. Because I thought it would be like a beer fest situation where I'd be stuck and then I have to try to drink my way out uh, and then I die. He keeps planning his funeral. He's I'll not tell you dead. what, Pete. On your tombstone, I'm going to put Pete LePage. He didn't drink his way out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true of almost everything. Oh, yeah. man. So, where do you want to start off other than the end? Let's Cohen's start here? with Chick because that was the start of the episode. All right. Uh, where Betty is confronting Chick and kicking her, uh, trying to kick Chick out of her house. Because you shouldn't leave with a creepy person. You shouldn't live with a creepy person. And I completely back Betty on this for being like, get the fuck out of my house, you Pete, creepy do you have asshole. A roommate? What? Do you have a roommate? No. Oh, well, if you did, that person would live with a creepy person. No. Well, so we left off on the reveal of Chick uh, that uh, Betty had stolen his bloody floss and gotten it genetically tested, which is fucked up. And uh, then he said, you're not a blossom. You don't have any blossom blood. All Coopers have blossom blood. And almost immediately, Alice reveals 
no, he is my son, just Hal is not the father. Yeah, you're which, not yikes, the father. Awkward. Which completely threw me for a loop, and then the episode kept going, and I was like, I can't process what's happening right now. I need, I'm still trying to, I mean, how, that's crazy. She's like, yo, guess what, Betty? I had an affair, and yeah, now you, there's a Alice kid. Alice is so fascinating this episode, and I loved every twist and turn with her because she goes yeah. from like just plainly saying, oh, yeah, I had a baby out of wedlock. It's no big deal. Leave me alone. To like being like, it's no big deal that your babies are being terrorized. To other, like, she's been all over the place lately. Also, yeah. like, I'm telling you, who the F, fuck's Chick's F, dad? F Palace. F Palace is real. Well, let's talk about that, though, because they what immediately... Is FP and Alice is F Palace. Oh, okay. Yeah. It I thought you were for saying, Fuck Palace. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. There's, like, there's this place, it's called the Fuck Palace. <laughs> yep. That's where all the kids are made in Riverdale. That's straight out of Archie Comics. <laughs> that's it's, a weird leap for you to make. Yeah, no, it's like Boss Baby. It's the same thing. You guys don't know that. That was a bad reference. Yeah, uh, yeah you could definitely not say that. But also, <laughs> are you trying to say there's a Fuck Palace in Boss Baby? <laughs> yeah, are you tr- is that I how watch? you make a Boss Baby? Is that uh, Should I watch so Boss Baby? In, don't watch Boss Baby. Okay. It's Better than you think it is, but it's not good. Okay. But all of the babies all are in this, like, heaven place and then get sorted into either going to families or becoming businessmen. What? That's the only it's choice? Super weird. Here's the weird thing. Alec Baldwin's character named Boss Baby, but he's, like, the 50th Boss Baby. What? There's already, like, Big Boss Baby and Fat Boss Baby and oh, Lady Boss no, Baby. No, I used to intern for a Boss Baby. Oh, did you? Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was hard. A lot of You perfect. were in heaven once? Yeah, briefly in heaven. Wow. Uh, I had a, got a great internship right out of college. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> they actually, they buried him in beer. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, but wait, we're skipping over the part where Betty immediately says, wait, is FP the father? And she's like, no, FP is not the father. It's complicated. So, like, do you think that means she's lying about FP being the father? Or do you think legit FP is not the father and somebody else is Chick's father? No, I mean, you can't trust her with what she's saying. I mean, at that point. I think it's complicated means I can't say that. I, I just think they've sort of alluded to that in the way this show does in, like, yeah. a coy way without outright saying it. Uh, and if It would be not, cool if he was. And if it's not FP, then who is it? Well, that's my question. Who else could be the well, I mean, like one a, of the snakes or the serpents? No, we're we're going to see, what's his name? War Baby show up and be like, I'm your dad, <laughs> yeah, exactly. chick. It's Sweet yeah. Pea. Time yeah. traveling Sweet Pea. Because uh, who else could it be? Like Fred Anders is around. Any of the serpents, uh, dude. Hiram Lodge. It could be it's Claudius. Gotta be serp- it's got to be. I feel like then he would have Blossom Blood. Uh, All right. That's good. I, he's got to be a serpent, I feel like. She was a serpent. It yeah. seemed like something broke that up. If it's not FP, if we're not in the, living in the F Palace, and I don't know where we're <laughs> at, and I got a room in the F Palace, and I'm staying there all night long. Mm, interesting. All right, so we should keep going. Let's keep going with the Betty plotline, okay, because great. that kind of runs its own train, so to speak. So Betty goes full-on crazy this episode, yeah. on Betty. chick, dark Betty, all the way, sits next to him with a lighter, stop attacking oh, Justin, Pete. Awesome. Sits next to him with a lighter while he's sleeping, is like... I'm going to destroy you. Yes. Yes. Pete, do you want to talk about this? It was the greatest. It was fantastic. I mean, you're going to try to out dark, dark Betty? Good luck, chick. I don't care. You're playing in the dark pool. Betty lives there. It was fantastic to see her pull some moves and be like, listen, you can't. This is my house. 
I'm the creepy motherfucker here. <laughs> Get the fuck out with your play. I, I think you're exactly creepy. right. Betty is bullying someone who's done really nothing wrong. Oh, screw she you. She stole his dental floss, and now she's, so like, what? torturing him. I, yeah, I completely agree. That's what it's I, like having a sibling. So she gives that no. fucking insane creepy speech to him where she's yeah. like, I took down Cliff Blossom. I took down the Black Hood. Oh, yeah. I took down the Sugar Man. Oh, I'm going to yeah. kill you. Yeah. Is what she says, which is insane. Like you said, there's no reason for her to be doing this. What? And if anything, what's happening here, I know we've been kind of talking oh. around whether the Black Hood's going to come back. The Black Hood is definitely, I think, going to come back because we are getting to the point where Black Hood said, you and I are the same, and finally she's proving it. She's no, becoming the no, same. No, you pushed Dark Betty in the corner. She has no choice. If you're going to be a creepy Nobody mother- pushes Dark Betty in the corner. <laughs> Nobody puts I'm Betty saying. in the corner. So, like, uh, he, this is what he deserves. He was is the evil mastermind. He is the one uh, being super creepy. Betty is just finally like, fine, you want to play this way? Let's roll. He's done nothing. The Cooper women have oh, what are you been. What about he's done nothing? He's been nothing but creepy as shit the Be- whole time. He also threatened Jughead. Being creepy is not a crime. No, fuck you. And he only threatened Jughead because he was threatened himself. No, that's not true. He's you guys, defensive. I don't understand this weird chick is okay bullshit. Because chick okay, is so right, far here, from I will. Okay. I will throw you, and this is definitely jumping ahead, but I will throw you two scenes that made me think that Betty's going too far and chick is okay. One, when Betty's like, I'm going to murder you just like I murdered three other people and then leaves, Chick gathers the covers around himself like a little baby because he's so terrified. It's not an act. She's gone by that point. It's an act for who? For you, Pete? No. Is Chick putting on a show? Is he being a cam boy for you? Yeah, he's being a cam boy. Nice. Uh, That's definitely not what's happening. And then the other thing is when he finally breaks at the end, and he's like, no, I'm not scary. I'm scared of you, Betty. You're the one who's scaring me. And he's almost crying. She has gone too far. No, she has not, because this creepy motherfucker weasels his way into her home. There's a dead guy. That's his fault. And we're all supposed to act like this is totally cool. Dude, it is Alice okay Cooper to be weird. Killing. Yeah. You don't know that. I'm just saying, I feel like... All that... I know is that dude was there because of Chick, not because of anybody else. So anytime someone gets murdered, if you invited them over, it's your fault? All right, dude, let's let's just say you saw me and I was at the shady place and this shady dude was there. And then I came to your house and the shady dude followed me and then we had to kill him. Wouldn't you be mad at me because I brought a shady dude to I your house? I just want to mention, for the record, we're literally recording this podcast in a dark, tight room with one light on. Yeah. yeah. Just, just talking about like shady stuff. So cool, we're cool. the shady dudes and one of us dies tonight. <laughs> I think the point of this episode is that Betty's the monster in her house. Nope. Uh, if you follow it all the way through. Nope. And then uh, let's follow out her pop- plot line. Uh, we have the, the cabaret wig uh, moment where yes. yeah. like, Alice this finds is out. weird. Alice finds out that uh, Betty and Jughead are bugging their hug heads. Yeah. If you know what yeah, I mean. They're bugging their hug heads. Which I think <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what that means. <laughs> F Palace bugging <laughs> But why was Alice so freaked out? Like, does she know something about, like... Sex? No. It just seems like she was... She did have three babies. Yes, I think she does know something. That she has... That Chick's father is FP, F Pal. Yeah, because that's her face was saying, like, no, you guys are almost related. You can't be in a relationship. Really? You think so? Yeah, Alice's face said that. Yeah. no, no, no. There's a mouth part of the face that says words, and that right. part wasn't. Yeah, but it was that. all in her eyes. 
She was grossed out in a oh, different way. Oh, was she way. doing the Indiana Jones blinking thing where it was written on her eyelids? No. no. Okay. So Great ref, though. Thank you very much. I didn't take that away. I took just the actual pain of a mom who realizes her sweet little girl has finally grown up. And she is pained because clearly oh, she... Oh, really? You don't think your daughter's grown up after you, like... Help un- bury a body and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's different. It's America and sex and violence or whatever. The thing is that she had a kid. She had a kid clearly when she was a teenager. Clearly, that kid was chick. So she's already worried that if Jughead and Betty are having sex, that oh, Betty okay. is going to make the same well, mistakes. That makes a little bit more. Yeah, that okay. she made, and also just. What she does later, she comes in and she's like, I just want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure that you are being safe about this. That's what I took away from that scene. I I mean, I get how you could see that, but that's not what I saw in there, personally. Uh, Mm -hmm. That could be. Uh, I think there's more to be told there, I feel like. Oh, but I think we're done. Uh, (laughs) I love seeing Betty step up to the plate, you know, like really become the monster that she's become. Well, no, just be, you know, her true self, you know? Evil. Uh, should nope. we go move on to a little? Uh, well, we, you know, mean, we didn't. You know, we didn't talk about is uh, Chick and Kevin confronting Betty. That's right. This was another one of those Kevin scenes where Kevin's like, "Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Betty." But uh, it's interesting. Like, do you think that's going to be a legit relationship, Chick and Kevin? I oh right, I because I think it's not. a Chick move. He's in a relationship because it'll piss Betty off. That's the only reason he's into it. No, I mean they Betty. F- pushed Kevin to start a relationship with him so she could spy, right. and then they actually like at least have a friendship, and we don't know exactly I, I like what's going on. I like that better. I would like to no, see but them Chick be friends. No, but Chick is evil, and he's doing this for evil. Oh, my purposes. God, Pete. Jeez, we get I, your take, Pete. Uh, I would like to see them be friends. I would be happy with that, but this is a much more destructive relationship, but I thought the whole thing with uh, Kevin and Moose and Midge Yes. Back two episodes ago was super far more interesting. I like that yeah. a lot more, uh, and I'd be curious to see where that goes. Yeah, okay. very modern uh, romance where it's like a <laughs> uh, girl and two guys, and like what is happening? Who knows what? Who understands? Yeah, they just happening. need a pizza place, and they're good to go. Oh, exactly. Uh, that's not how that show quite went either. <laughs> oh, okay. Eat two mama tabien. You guys uh, talking you about Mystic Pizza? I don't know which one. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about a movie that's like forty years old. Well, right. it's, it's it's in his wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love Simon. Uh, should we talk about what do we want to talk about? Jughead, yeah, let's do Jughead. Jughead's chains of love because yeah. that connects a little bit to Betty. So Jughead's super frustrated, decides to go on a hunger strike, which Archie laughs at him mm-hmm. and says, "I, you are eating like six things right now." Here's my only problem with that: Jughead on Riverdale doesn't do that. Like yes. he does this episode, but it's been a point of frustration with fans that Jughead is not constantly snarfing down burgers the entire show. Um, so I like the joke, but I feel like it didn't quite work in the context of Riverdale. But I feel like they're now making that canon because this episode, he goes on hunger strike, and then that pushes him to then uh, chain himself to uh, Sodale um, to try to protect it from Hiram Lodge t- tearing it down. Mm-hmm. And FP brings hamburgers. Oh, which I, th- I thought was a great moment. I think FP is a great father. And I, I think that... Do you think he's the best father on the show? Oh, wow. No. Now you got him no. busted. No. no. But he is... Wait, he, who's he better? Do- Luke Perry is the best Fred father. Andrews? I don't know who that is. Uh, but I think that... Uh, yeah, I thought it was great because now... But I also like the statement because we know Jughead loves burgers so much, the fact that he's willing to go on a hunger strike says so much about his conviction, which I appreciated. And then I thought it was a sweet moment where his... His dad was like, come on, son. 
have 21 burgers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was like 12. But, it was cool. but I do feel like uh, this episode, uh, to what you were just saying, is about splitting up Jughead and Archie. Yes. Their, their friendship throughout this whole series has been... Like, yeah, I mean, they had that big standoff. Like the, well, it's well, been we'll on get the to line, that in a second. It's, it's yeah. been on the line from day one. Like, uh, Archie betrayed Jughead to um, have some uh, 6 a.m. sex, which, as we said, is he, don't talk to me before I've had my 6 a.m. sex. Because <laughs> uh, that's my that's real right. wake-me-up. Uh, <laughs> And ever since then, Jughead and Archie have been split. Jughead coped by writing a novel. Archie coped by having sex with people and starting a gang. <laughs> and um, it's all coming to a head in this very episode, which I thought was great. It was right. a great app. And Maybe I think you'll ever. notice that Archie makes some terrible decisions this episode. That's yeah. all because he never takes his shirt off. Now, we talked about this last week, <laughs> yeah. but his shirt constricts the blood in his body, which doesn't let him think as much. So he has to take off his shirt to make good decisions. He doesn't this entire episode and makes some extremely poor decisions. So just keep track of that, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, because uh, if we want to spin where do out, we want to jump spin in out into Archie like... a little. Well, let's let's cover Archie and Jughead a little bit. Um, Archie uh, comes. Archie's mother shows up. Yeah, uh, she does. The latest yeah. smackdown on Archie so, for being completely an asshole to his father. That's Luke Perry. not why she shows up. She shows up because Fred Andrews wants to get out of his business relationship with the Lodges. Nope. They won't let him. She uh, shows up because Archie's actually like an asshole and Luke Perry calls Molly Winwald and was like, yo, I need some 16 candles action right now. Get the fuck over here. That's absolutely still not what happens. What she actually does is she shows up because she's a lawyer and she's going to help him get out of that relationship. While she's there, she has a heart to heart with Archie about everything that's going on. And she was like, Arch- Archie, you're being a fucking asshole. Knock it off. She definitely doesn't do that. Instead, it was Ash- all in her tone, though. I think it was there. You were well, reading a lot. Into it was faces. all underneath what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Pete's been face blind for so much of his life. He's oh, finally yeah, seeing. True. I do th- the what, thing. What? The thing is that uh, Mrs. Andrews sees Archie behaving so poorly to Fred Andrews, his father, and has to have that heart to heart. Because right. the real relationship that we should be shipping is Archie's heart with Archie or Archie. Oh, man. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Archie, so Archie for life. after the heart-to-heart with Mrs. Andrews, though, Archie decides what he needs to do is he needs to promise Hiram Lodge something. What that is is to take down Jughead, take him off of the school, and in exchange, Hiram Lodge will... Uh, free Fred Andrews of his business obligations. Yep. Uh, what do you think about this? Is this this is a very bad move on Archie's part? Right? Well, it's the only move he's got, though. Really. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of there's just so many. This is like a, like politics. This is like real life politics because mm-hmm. Fred Andrews is like, I will not build this for profit prison. I don't want anything to do with it. And so Mrs. Andrews is like, I can help you get out of this contract. And that's what they think they're doing. But Archie trying to protect his father at all costs and he, him sort of sacrificing his morals over the course of the last three or four episodes. He's like, I will strike a deal. I will fuck over my friendship with Jughead because that's disposable to him for the sake of my father. And he does that by making a huge uh, grandstanding gesture, cutting our, uh, Jughead's chains and the rest of the serpent's chains. Yeah, it was uh, a real gets them thrown into leather jail. jackets versus sweatpants moment there. But to your point, it's a horrible decision because it's also damaging his relationship with his father, which is the thing he's trying to protect in the first yep. place. Yeah, so uh, it is a series of bad decisions, which uh, culminates in Fred Andrews running for mayor against Hermione uh, Lodge, which um, their former lovers, uh, mm-hmm. they have a lot of heat. They're like 
They're setting up for literally every character in the show to have a horrible confrontation. Yeah. Now, I, I think we talked about this last episode. Do you think Hermione is faking? Do you think, like, Hermione and Fred have a secret double-blind type thing going on? No. no. And I wish they did. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't. Because their relationship last season was good and interesting. It was great. Yeah. And now it's been completely Awful. erased from Hermione, I yeah. believe. Yeah. In a way that... I hope it pays off. And there's potential that it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they will be co-mares. Mm. Ooh. Oh, man. Everybody wins. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Let's talk about Veronica's plot line. That's probably yes. the last one to talk Let's about. Let's talk about Veronica no. beating Cheryl. the shit, like laying the smack down. That was a fantastic punch. Sure. Absolutely so Veronica's feeling kind of trapped amazing. by everything that is going on. Uh, she has to deal with a lot of hate because... Her mom is running for mayor, and because her parents are building a prison in town. So, of course, Barb comes over with the good old melted milkshake straight out of glee, except it was, I guess, a slurpy or a slushy then, uh, throws it right in Veronica's face, right in front of everybody. It's for her crimes against the town of Riverdale. Uh, in case you didn't remember, Barb's uh, Shannon Purser, what's her actual name? Ethel. Ethel, Ethel. Bugs. There you go. Uh, Ethel Bugs' dad lost his job because of the lodges, almost killed yeah. himself because of it. So that's pretty bad. So she's well within her rights to do that. And Veronica instead is like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to run for class president. That seems like a good idea. Defying her parents who said keep a low profile. Right. And yeah, also, which they're not happy about. I feel like... Uh, Betty uh, has somehow infected Veronica with some of her darkness. Dark Veronica is here in this episode. Oh, man. And uh, as Pete said, she straight up drops. Just straight up dropping dudes. So Reggie starts uh, spitting some misogynist bullshit, and she punches him right in the face. Which was amazing. It was amazing. I must have rewound that and watched that like three (laughs) or four times. It also made me realize that I was bummed out because they got a new Reggie who is great and then probably forgot about this Reggie as well. Yeah. They got the show needs more Reggie. There's just yeah. Well, I mean I agree with you except there's just so many characters and there are so many things happening that why how can we get fold him in unless it's yeah. a whole new thing. So Veronica decides to run for president. She holds a Which bank is and the kiss opposite sale. of laying low like yep. her parents told her. Josie ends up uh Deciding to help her out, but at their big song and dance number, uh, it turns out that Josie betrayed her, and along with Ethel, ends up passing out literature about what Veronica has been up to. Betty finds out about it and reacts to it by dropping Veronica as a friend, going to Jughead, and deciding to move in with him. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So a lot of big moves there. Yeah. And that's exactly, I mean, to get back to the Alice of it all, that's exactly what she was afraid of. Yeah. Was that Betty would be making the same mistake she did, and now she is. Mm. Oh, man. Taken down by... What if Chick is Betty's daughter? (laughs) Chick is Betty's daughter? Yeah, time (laughs) traveling. That would be... And also uh, a, a, a girl. (laughs) A daughter is a girl I like that because we could hear that you truly were like I'm water skiing I'm in front of my skis ah, This will be fine This will be fine <laughs> You sort of walked yourself <laughs> into that And then <laughs> floated it to us like 
right? Right? We, we were like, I don't know exactly what you mean. Uh, but, um, yes, I think we can all agree that Chick is Betty's daughter. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, I think we're, we're getting, uh, we've talked about this in this show, in this, uh, in this podcast so many times about how like the sins of the parents are being repeated on this new generation. And I feel like that's maybe what we're seeing here. Maybe it could be. <laughs> we should probably talk about Cheryl's storyline because yes. that is the biggest one in the episode, at least to my mind, of all the crazy things that happened. So, uh, Cheryl, as we mentioned, had heard that Claudius and her mom probably wanted to kill her and her grandmother. They're having tea and some weird herbs are being fed to her grandma. Uh, at the same time, Cheryl is hearing weird noises, somebody trying to break into her room at night. And then Nana... Uh, oh, well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So Cheryl, super scared, invites... Uh, I thought that was a smart move. Invite friends to sleep over. That way you've got some numbers. So that way you're not alone and scared. Yep. And then they Also, all... the girl you like, you invite her too. Mm-hmm. So that way it doesn't seem like yeah. it's a date. So they all do their hair, which is hilarious yep. and yep. adorable. Uh, and then Cheryl immediately is like, okay, I had an ulterior motive. This is what's going on. I'm super scared. And then the fuck, most fucked up thing happens, which is Betty makes it all about herself. Yeah. Which I was, I was so annoyed. Like, I was already annoyed at Betty in this what episode. What the fuck are you talking about? What I'm talking about is if I was like, Pete, I'm really terrified because somebody is trying to kill me right now. Uh, here's what's happening, and here's the exact events. You were like, I know what you mean because here's, some, here's a sandwich I ate earlier today. Yeah. Like, that's not, uh, it, there's no reason for Betty to say that. It distracts like, from what Cheryl Betty's is saying. not respecting the fact they're having, like, a braiding human centipede on the floor, and they're talking <laughs> yeah. about their issues. Yeah. And Betty doesn't respect those boundaries. Uh, I'm, I'm lost, man. I, th- I thought Betty was just trying to relate to what uh, Veronica was saying. No, I think she made it all about her, and that was messed up. Oh. I think we can all just agree that Chick is Betty's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while they're at the sleepover, they uh, decide to go to sleep. Tony and Cheryl are in the bed together. Yeah, they are. They're talking to each other. Cheryl admits that the real reason she wanted to have the sleepover is because she couldn't just invite Tony over. Mm-hmm. And they are about to kiss when they hear a scream and a thump. And uh, they find out that Nana has fallen down the stairs. Uh, oh, bad man. news for Nana. Yeah. What, uh, she really ruined that relationship. Shoni Chopaz is almost in full effect. It was almost was. I was pretty excited at that moment. Yeah, I thought too. that was great. Very yeah. good. I want to see them kiss. Yeah. I think that'll be very nice. Uh, but Nana doesn't die, despite what we think. Um, but it does turn out that most likely... Either she is having a sundowning incident for real, or somebody is actually trying to I kill hated Nana. How much they were saying sundowning it was just driving me crazy. Yeah, I know that's like a very like a cool way of saying like someone's like becoming frail and dying. Right. Yeah. Well, I, or I, like, it's Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that sundowning is like it's like dressing it up in a way that I don't need. Mm, to. Sure, they've called. Uh, I mean, her mom was a hooker, and they called her a courtesan. So, sure. Yeah, th- I'm saying they need to deal with the reality. Oh, yeah. So uh, where, where were we on that? Okay, so Nana falls down the stairs. Cheryl comes back to the house. And as she is being brought back to the house by her mom, her mom uh, says, I, you're going crazy. 
Uh, I knew this was going to happen. I'm so sad. Don't worry. We're going to take you to some place where they can help you. And Cheryl's like, what are you talking about? Her? And they take her to the Sisters of Mercy, which, of course, we know the same place that Polly was, which is a messed up nunnery. And they decide to put her through some conversion therapy. Which and is uh, wild. Uh, first off, the fact that the Sisters of Mercy like is a... like. One stop shop for like horrible things to do to your children. Yeah, uh, but the fact that they're dealing with it, I thought was like, uh, I thought it was going to be like they were just putting her there for like she's crazy. Let's hide her here. But to actually go that way about conversion therapy, I thought was such a great take on it, and so it's such an interesting way to go. Yeah, and it uh, definitely points to the up. fact that they're not doing like, oh ha ha ha, Cheryl likes girls. It's this is a thing about her. Like this is something. That is part of her character. It is part of who she is. They're going to show that it is not something that she can change. It's something that she believes in. I think we are going to get that Shoney Chopaz kiss next episode when they rescue her. Yeah, and I think well, Tony, they better rescue Tony's her. Tony's gonna like go do it. I think. Yeah, I think so great. too. I was really fucked up when Tony showed up to the house, and then yeah. Cheryl's mom was and like, "I gotta Fuck tell you, you, I uh, I didn't totally believe the plot against Cheryl and Nana until Cheryl got taken to the Sisters of Mercy, and now I am." Full on with I, Oh, I believed it as soon as Nana went down. I was like, okay, this is happening. Yeah, well, you're, you're better at reading women's faces than I am. Yeah, that's yeah, clear. That definitely. is fucking clear. Yeah, exactly. You're like the uh, face whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else we need to talk about with the episode? No, that was bits, uh, you guys? a great episode. Uh, One of again, my favorites. So I mean, I got to see Amazing Veronica and Betty moments. Uh, I, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about here. Uh, I'll take char- all the time you want, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I all appreciate the it. All the characters are becoming so unlikable. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is, I mean, the whole thing about uh, the call to arms <laughs> moment was a little fucking too on the nose for me. And also that I was really pissed out, at, pissed off at Kevin for just kind of selling Betty out there. That was you really pissed out. Yeah, I was pissed off. I was pissed off. <laughs> little Pete's it's, footnotes. Yeah, it's you know what you pissed off. Here's what you got to do. You got to have more beer in that coffin, and then you'll, you'll be... I was happy with Josie, in. though. I was like, <laughs> please, more Josie moments, please. Uh, great. That's great. just been All a right. little bit of Pete's footnotes. Uh, let's, move let's move on to end this episode, how we end every episode. Betty or Veronica? I think this is a... Probably a very hard one, actually, because yes. everybody is so awful right now. But Justin, we'll start you with you. I mean, uh, neither of these characters. What are you talking are... about? You had two of the best moments for these characters. You got to see Dark Betty, which is awesome. And then also Veronica <laughs> fight, which I, uh, I'm having a hard time choosing which one I like better. They were, they were so amazing in this well, episode. Which one, Pete? Choose one. Betty all day or day. Uh, I'm glad you slip into a whole the new darker, voice. The darker, the better. The darker the Betty, the better the Betty. Uh, oh. I got to say, neither of these characters. Uh, I vote yeah, for a sure. total goose egg. No, I'm sticking by the rules. No, between Betty and Veronica, I say neither. Wow. And Archie also. Sticking and by also, the rules, I'm going to circumvent the rules. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> me, man. Also, Archie, no good. Uh, Jughead, not interested. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cheryl, great, though. Cheryl, great. Yeah. If I had to choose Cheryl, cool. um, all episode or this episode. To <laughs> stick with the rules, which is a thing that I like to do, I'm going to cool. choose... <laughs> I'm going to choose Veronica very slightly because at least she is trying. Right now, Betty has gone off the deep end. Yes. She is yeah. too far gone. She is Fantastic. straight on insane and evil. Yes. And Not evil. Off, yeah. yeah, but Veronica at least like 
is trying to hold on to something good in her life while everything else is spinning out of control. All right. If you like this show, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. Come on by. It's totally free. We also have several other podcasts you can check out. Uh, There is a Krypton show we do called After Krypton. There's a Legion show, which will be coming back soon, called Inside Legion. And, of course, our regular podcast, Comic Book Club, which is in the Comic Book Club live feed. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And remember, (laughs) (laughs) Jake is Betty's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Stay on front of your skis, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.